my spirit is telling me no, but my flesh is telling me yes. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, I've been in church all my life, and one of the greatest struggles has been for me trying to live a life that God would be pleased with. Because, here we go, I have lived long enough, been in church long enough to know that my praise can be great and my lifestyle can be a mess. I miss some of y'all right there. I've been in God long enough to know that I can worship him until I'm slain at the altar and still leave church and watch pornography. Are y'all going to ride with me? I'm losing you. Y'all checking out as I'm talking. Because if I be honest, I have discovered one thing about Philip Rawls. I am naughty by nature. <laughs> Before you think I'm only talking about me, that person that's sitting in that seat you in right now is naughty by nature. Touch your neighbor and tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, I love you, but you naughty by nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You speak in tongues and you naughty. You give your tithe and you naughty. You sing in the choir, you usher on the board and you naughty. You got a title in front of your name and behind it. You are educated and naughty. Uh-huh. You're naughty by nature. You got six figures and you naughty. You ain't got two nickels to rub together and you naughty. You, you naughty by nature, you're nasty by nature, you're freaky by nature, you're messy by nature, you're petty by nature, you're rude by nature. I don't like how some of y'all looking at me right now. I don't like, I already don't even like this from the get-go because you are looking at me like, how dare I come to church and you tell me the truth about myself. But you stepped into freedom on today and you are going to get nothing but the unadulterated truth of what's really going on. I need you to high-five your neighbor and tell your neighbor, yes, you are. You naughty, you naughty, you freaky, you nasty, you rude, you're inconsistent, you're unfaithful by nature. It's some stuff in you that you can't even help and you trying to pray it off. But honey, let me tell you something. That stuff is in you. It's in you. It's in you. I said, it's it. Look down your row and tell that sanctimonious person, say, it's in you. It's in you. And you can dress it up and you can mack it up and you can weave it up and you can nail it up and you can educate it up, but you are nasty by nature. You are not. Yes, you. Yes, you and me, all of us, we got the Holy Ghost and still naughty, but I wish I had somebody right there that would just be honest. I don't like your tone. And it has been a scripture that I've always heard that Jennifer has been tripping me up. Um, it's a scripture that trips me up. Because sometimes I look at it and say, where that at? <laughs> Got no real people in here. 2 Corinthians 5.17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Bible says the old life is gone a new life has begun and sometimes I argue with the text 
because I'm looking at the text and I'm asking God, where that at? I've heard the scripture all my life. Old things are passed away and behold, all things become new. Shabbat. person seem to always come back and face that new person. I would sit back and wonder, what is wrong with me? That I'm still struggling with the same issues of the past. I'm coming through here now. Because if the old life is gone, why do I still see that old me? I don't know about you, but surrender myself to him every now and again I look in that mirror and I see that old me still standing there looking back at me you know that that, that angry you that, that, that jealous you that, that selfish you that, that, that fearful you that, 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 we, that we shout over that it's under the blood and old things have passed away and I'm a new person but, but every now and again some of that old stuff creeps back up all over again have you ever shouted and still creep I don't like you have you ever have you ever have you ever danced and praised God I mean to you just your hair went the opposite way and, and you gave God everything and you felt so high after you left the service and by the time you got home Deacon Mashiah wasn't on your tongue no more I had some other four letter words and all it took was a little button for somebody to push for all that stuff to keep coming back out all over again. Woo. I don't know where we get this idea that all of a sudden if I do a certain thing, all the old stuff will be gone. But but is there anybody here that say, it ain't all gone. It's, it's some stuff I'm still struggling with. I'm saved and struggling. I, I, I love God and I still got some issues. See, some of y'all looking at me like I'm talking Chinese, but is there anybody here that say, Pastor, you talking to me because I'm the one that I love God with all my heart and I still cuss a little. I'm the one that love God with everything inside of me and I'm still sleeping with somebody I ain't married with. I love God with all my heart and I'm still struggling with my identity. Is there anybody in here that say, I thank God that I'm in a church where I can take the mask off and be real. There's some stuff I'm trying to shout over, but it ain't going nowhere. Any. Still struggling. Still struggling. Still struggling with some stuff. Thought it was gone. And that old me pops back up every now and again. And it leads me to think, maybe not this ain't you, but it leads me to think there must be something wrong with my faith. Because it looked like some other people getting the victory, and I'm not. It looked like some other people got it, and I, and I, and I don't have it. And, and I'm looking at them like, you clearly don't have the struggles I got. And if you're not careful, ladies and gentlemen, your feelings will have you in a place called defeat. Make you think you will never overcome. Make you think you will never come out. Make you think you will never be free. But I came to let somebody know this morning 
that I declare to you that you may be tempted, but you will not be defeated. I wish I had somebody that just would catch that word right there. You are getting ready to conquer what's been conquering you. I know you came in here with a multitude of issues and problems that you thought you could never get past, but I came to let somebody know and give you hope to let you know you're getting ready to bring that thing under subjection, that it might not go anywhere, but I'm getting ready to tell the devil no, that everything you tried, it will not work any longer. Do I have any real people in here that believe that I might be struggling, but I ain't going to be struggling like this always? God told me to tell somebody the power of God is getting ready to flow through you and give you the ability to say no to what you said yes to. I came to announce to somebody, get ready for some strength you didn't even know you had. Get ready for determination you thought was gone. I need you to shake hands with your neighbor because we got to break up this atmosphere and tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, you getting ready to conquer what's been conquering you. Ah, uh, because you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. I need, that was the wrong neighbor. Look at somebody else say, you getting ready to conquer what's been conquering you. I know it took you out. I know you let it have its way, but I came to announce to somebody. You are more than a conqueror through Christ. I tell you, you're getting ready to slay that thing. He getting ready. I'm getting ready to slay that bad attitude. I've been, I'm getting ready to slay that disposition. I'm getting ready to slay that, 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 that flesh, that flesh, that flesh. I'm getting ready to slay. I'm getting ready to slay uh -huh. my freakiness. I'm getting ready to slay it. I'm getting ready. I ain't got no real people. See, I lost you right there. I right, lost you right there. But I wish you would sit up here and act like I ain't talking to you this morning. Is there anybody in here that say, sometimes I'm hot, I'm hot, I'm hot, I'm hot, I'm hot, I'm, I'm hot. Can I talk to some single people? So I need somebody just be honest and say the struggle is real sometimes. The temptation gets the best of me. And I end up in the bed with somebody I don't even like. Ah, uh, is there anybody in here? I wish I that's fine tell your neighbor I don't like him right now I just don't like him right now here we go all of us struggle in some area of our flesh and anyone that says differently their struggle is lying because everybody struggles with something I don't care if you're 9 to 99. Everybody in here struggles with something. And the sin is not in the struggle. The sin is continuing to live in it. Because it is possible to struggle with something and not fall into it. Let me say that again. It's possible to struggle with something and not fall into it. You missed what I just said. I struggle with not drinking sodas. I love sodas. I said I love sodas. I said I love sodas. I said, shut up. I said, I love sodas. <laughs> and he came to my house one time. And he said, I'm going through your refrigerator and your cabinets. I'm going to take out everything that you ain't supposed to be eating and drinking. He went in that, that, that cabinet. And he saw that whole, uh, that whole shelf of two liters everywhere. Had cans. Good old check soda. Strawberry. Fruit punch. Y'all ain't with me. Y'all ain't with me. Y'all ain't with me. I, I, I love a good soda. I, I love it. I love when it, you, you just taste it and it's burning as it goes down. Jesus, I thank you. 
love a good Coke. I love a good Coke. I love it. I love it. The, it just tastes good. It's just, it's just good to me. It just make my toes just twinkle just a little bit. You know, I just love it. But I don't, watch this. I crave sodas, and I struggle with sodas, but I don't drink sodas because the negative effects that it has on my body and on my health. Now, the crave didn't go nowhere. Because if you push me, I'll drink one right now. So catch this. So wanting the soda is not a sin. It's when I keep drinking them, when I know I should not be, is where the sin lies. Somebody going to get free on today. I came to tell somebody, stop beating yourself up if you find yourself struggling with those desires that you thought you were delivered from. Here's the reality. You're human. You are in your flesh. There will be things you desire that are not godly that you will have to wrestle against. And being Holy Ghost filled and calling on the name of Jesus does not mean that you are delivered from those temptations. There are some things that you will struggle with for the rest of your life. And I believe that we can be delivered from a life of sin. But that does not mean that we are delivered from our flesh. Because when Jesus saved you, he did not pull you out of your flesh. You still got to live with that flesh every single day of your life. But you will have to wrestle with your flesh until you whip that flesh into submission to the, what God wants. That's why Paul said, I beat my body under subjection because this flesh wants what it wants when it wants it. Is there anybody in here that know that sometimes my flesh can get out of control and it wants what it wants when it wants it? That no matter how much I pray, it still wants what it wants when it wants it. But is there anybody in here that say, it might have got the victory yesterday, but I'll be doggone if it's going to get the victory on today. Because I'm bringing this flesh under subjection. I'm making sure that God can sit on me long enough for me to not do what doesn't please him. Some of you are beating yourself up because you don't understand. Watch this. That the desire you have is not where the sin lies. It is acting on the desire that where the sin comes in. You don't believe me? Paul said, I got a thorn in my side. And I prayed three times. God removed it. God said, no, my grace is sufficient. I, I'm going to leave it there, but I'm going to give you, watch this, the power to master it. God, I wish I had somebody in here. Has anybody ever gone through a season where God had to purge you to the place where he let you master an area that you were deficient in? Mm -hmm. See, some of you don't realize the job you are on is for you to master your mouth. God, help me. Because he put you there in a hostile working environment for you to learn how to keep your mouth closed when you got ammunition to kill everybody up in here. Is there anybody in here that say, I've gone through a season in my life where God had to put me in hell and in high water for me to stop doing what I was doing, even though I had the ability to do it. Don't you believe these saints? I want you to believe they ain't got no struggle. They ain't got no issue. This ain't for all of y'all, but some of y'all know you struggle so much, watch this, that you, you struggle so much that it kept you up at night. And you pacing the floor. Like, what's wrong with me? What's going on? You ever had to fight your flesh to the place that you couldn't even rest? Like you sitting there like, watch this, watch this. You ever wrestle with your flesh to the place where you looking at yourself and saying, who is this? Who, 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 who is this? 
what's going on with me? I know this ain't for everybody, because some of y'all don't want to be here. But have you ever said something to somebody and turned around and said, well, who is that other talking? Have you ever looked at yourself, I didn't even know I could be that cool. Was that me? Was that me? Look at your neighbor and say, yeah, that was you. That was you. That was you. That was all you. Yeah, that was you. Watch this. God says, I'm getting ready to help you so that you go through the transformation. So what, what's gone? If the old life is gone and the new one has come, what, what's gone? Come on, let's go. What's gone? Number one, watch this. What's gone is that you are no longer separated from God. You are no longer separated from God. You don't have to turn there, but it's on the screen. Ephesians 2.12 says, in those days, you were living apart from Christ. You did not uh, know the covenant promises of God. Watch this, the very last line. You lived in this world without God and without hope. That before Christ, my BC days, I was separated from God. If your faith is in Jesus Christ today, you are in God's family. You are a son or a daughter of the living God. He knows you intimately. He loves you and it will never change. So as I struggle with my temptations, I'm glad that I got a God that didn't abandon me with my temptations. God, I wish I had a praise right there. The Bible says that he is a present help in the time of trouble. So when I'm struggling with my temptation, I ain't got a God that ran away from me. I got a God that's right there with me in the midst of my struggle of what I'm going through. Is there anybody here that's grateful that he will not walk away from me? He will not leave me in my mess? I need you to open your mouth and declare, I'm not in this by myself. I'm not struggling by, I need you to open your mouth, lift your hands and say, I'm not by myself in the fight. I got a God that's with me because he didn't separate himself from me. What's gone? What's gone? Watch this. I'm no longer separated from God. Here's number two, the penalty for sin. Uh, Jesus bore the, the world's sin on himself and he paid the penalty for your sin and mine. Past, present, and future. See, you don't know when to shout. I said past, present, and future. The sin that I'm going to commit that I haven't even committed yet, it's already under the blood. God, I wish I had somebody. See, I got an efficacious God that his blood is so efficacious that it went in my past and dealt with what I did back then. And it's in my present dealing what I'm dealing with now. But it's also in my future that even before I get to it, his grace is already covering it. And is there anybody in here that can give God glory that his blood covers your sin? I need some people, some blood wash redeemed people that can give God glory because you serve a God that wiped the slate clean and washed you whiter than snow. Somebody lift up your hand and give God glory because it's under the blood. All right, all right, all right, all right. I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you. See, when you don't think that there's nothing wrong, the blood can't be applied. <laughs> but when you know that you are rich undone, when you know you are messed up and tore up from the flow up when you know you got issues and problems that your mama couldn't deal with and your daddy couldn't deal with and your money couldn't rescue you out of when you know that you got all kind of issues and problems that it took nothing but the Lord to help you through it and help you to get over it I need somebody in here to say I thank God for his blood because if it wasn't for his blood I'd be crazy right now if it wasn't for his blood I'd be lost if it wasn't for his blood I'd be walking 
walking around with condemnation, but there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I need somebody in here to lift up your hands and say, thank you for the blood. See, I don't have to pay the penalty for sin. Because the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world, which means I no longer have to be afraid of paying the penalty for sin. I'm glad that even if I had to deal with the consequences of sin, I don't have to deal with the penalty of my sin. God help me. Uh, is there anybody here that know you had to deal with some consequences of your sin? But thanks be unto God, I dealt with the consequences. His grace got me through it. But I ain't got to deal with the penalty of sin. That one day I'm going to close my eyes on earth and open my eyes over in glory. And he's going to say, well done, that good and faithful servant that even if you messed up he said you still belong to me I'm so glad that I still belong to God even though I messed up I'm so glad I still belong to God even though I missed the mark I'm so glad I still belong to God ah and nothing can separate me from the love of God watch this his grace his mercy covered my foolishness Truth is, my sin should have caught up with me by now. I said my sin should have caught up with me by now but God covered my mess my struggle should have got me in a lot of trouble by now but my sin should have taken me out but I got a God that covered me by his grace is there anybody here that has a prom that has a praise because where sin abounds grace much more abounds watch this I need to talk to all those in here that know you ain't so holy and you ain't done everything right and that you done missed the mark and that you done grieved the heart of God but God kept loving you and kept looking out for you and kept opening doors for you and kept blessing you. I need those people in here that say I'm getting up out this chair and I'm going to give God glory for where he brought me from and what he did for me. I'm grateful that his blood washed me. On the count of three, lift your hands and give God the best praise you can. One, two, three. Open your mouth and give them glory. Open your mouth and tell them thank you. Open your mouth and tell them thank you. I praise him because when I was disobedient, he covered me. I praise him because when I was in rebellion, he covered me. I praise him because when I was unfaithful, he covered me. I praise him because when I messed up, he covered me. And I just got to tell him thank you for covering me. Watch this, watch this, watch this. God, I thank you, 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 thank you. I just thought about where he brought me from. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I just thought about the mess I was in. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I just thought about how crazy I was. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I just thought about how broken I was. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I just thought about how bound I used to be. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I just thought about how messed up I used to be. Thank you, thank you, thank you. See, perfect people can't praise them there. Because perfect people think they got it all together. Oh, but I thank God that I don't have to pay the penalty for sin. So I'm no longer separated from God. I no longer have to pay the penalty for sin. But number three, I'm no longer in bondage to sin. 
I'm no longer in bondage to sin. Without Jesus, I'm in bondage to sin. Without Jesus, I don't have the ability to say no to my flesh. Can, 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 um, is there anybody in here like me that you got saved twice? I know you got saved the first time and it took, but there's some of us like me that you got saved the first time and it didn't take. <laughs> I'm being facetious because it took, but, but you really weren't that serious. But when God grips your heart that second time, watch this, and he puts the squeeze on your life. Okay, right, okay, I got you, I got you, I got you. Because see, some of y'all, watch this, this ain't your story, but there's some of you that used to play with God until he had to bring you all the way down and let you know you are absolutely nothing without me. You can't move without me. You can't live without me. You can't breathe without me. You can't date without me. You can't go to work without me. You can't raise these children without me. You can't get that degree without me. You can't get this money without me. Is there anybody here that know that God had to bring you all the way down? And that's when you got serious with God and say, God, whatever you want. Watch this. But before that moment, we are in bondage to sin. This is where you get the, I can't help it. I can't help it. We all got issues. I'm a man. We all got problems. I can't help this. Watch this. That's the reason why you needed Jesus. Because you couldn't help yourself. Watch this. Watch this. What I'm free from is the bondage to sin. Romans 6, verse number 6. It's on the screen. New Living Translation puts it like this. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. Look at this last line. We are no longer a slave to sin. That I'm no longer a slave to my sin. Now, I know some of this is messing with you because you have been in your stuff for so long that you told yourself that's who you are. But I came to announce to somebody, that might be what you did, but that ain't who you are. Ah, I need you to look at somebody. If it ain't your neighbor, look at somebody and tell them, I might did what I did. Ooh, but that is not who I am. I am the righteousness of God. I am the elect of God. I am the called of God. I might have messed up. I might have missed the mark. I might got some issues, but that ain't who I am. Who I am is loved by God. Who I am is called by God. Is there anybody in here that say, I did it, but that ain't who I am? Because I'm no longer in bondage to my sin. It means, watch this, Jesus defeated sin on the cross. And as a result, sin has lost its grip on my life. It means we all sin, but we don't have to be in bondage to sin. That if we are in Christ, we are no longer slaves to sin. Jesus has given us the power to resist what seems irresistible. some stuff that seems irresistible to us. I mean, put the cake in front of you. I don't care how irresistible, how, how, how much you try to resist it, it just seems irresistible. 
was cleaning the meat the other day, got a meat with me, and it brought me this big old slice of chocolate cake. And I told myself, I'm going to give it away. But I looked at it. I said, I looked at it. Because sometimes, watch this, all it takes is a look to ignite a fire that's already in you. I said, sometimes all it takes is a look. All it takes is a drive-by to their Facebook page. I wish you would sit up here and act like I ain't talking to you. Sometimes all it takes is a look if you drive by the street. Touch somebody say, it's some residue still in there. It's some residue. Ah, uh, and all it takes is just a little something, something to ignite it all over again. It's just a, just a, just a memory that just needs to hit your mind long enough that you go down, back down memory lane, and you start remembering how it used to be and how it was. And you, and, and, and what's so crazy about your memory? It remember all the good times. It don't remember the hell you had to go through, but you remember the good times. Oh, how how they voice sounded in the phone, and how you just sat on the phone just breathing, and ain't nobody saying nothing. And what you doing? Nothing. What you doing? And and you just sit there and you go down and something in your heart just skip a beat all over again and you start romanticizing about how good it used to be. Now, now you don't remember how they was a liar and you don't remember how they was a cheater and you don't remember how they was abusive with their words. You don't remember none of that but all you remember is the good stuff because there's a residue that's still in you that all it needs to be is ignited all over again. And this is why you got to come to church so you can get so you can catch on fire with God. Because a fire, watch this, in a furnace is not as destructive as a fire in a forest. The fire in the furnace is containable. But the fire in the forest will go out of control. Don't say nothing. Just look down your road. Somebody out of control. Somebody in here is out of control. And it's blazing up everything. You at work and blazing. Driving down the street and blazing. Talking on the phone and blazing. That's when they ask you, did you hear what I just said? Huh, what you say? Next time they say, huh, what you say? You need to say, are you blazing right now? Where your mind at? See, I was taught old school that sometimes you got to call your mind in and say, come on, the mind, come on. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. I got to make sure I get back control of this mind and put it under the Holy Ghost. Because if I let this mind run free, I'm going to do some stuff that I know I shouldn't be doing. I smell smoke. Watch this. It means you are no longer slave to sin. Jesus has given us the power not to give in to temptation. And when you become a new creation and you start growing in God, sin doesn't seem fun to you anymore. Now I'm talking about another level. Used to be a time you, you could take the, the smell of smoke and weed. Didn't even bother you. But now you get around and you, <coughs> what is that smell? Some of y'all. 
it's a weed spirit in here. Yes, it is. I prophesy right to it. Used to be a time, smell of alcohol didn't bother you. Now you try to, try to take a drink. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. My chest burning. Your nickname used to be Shoddy. It's right over here. It's right over here. Used to be a time you walked around and you could smell the alcohol coming through your pores. Some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about right now. But when God starts to clean you up, <laughs> some stuff don't even fit you anymore. There's some conversations you don't even laugh at anymore. There's some jokes you don't even find funny anymore. It don't mean that you think you're better than anybody else. It just means since Jesus came into my life, there's some stuff that he cleaned up that I can't even do anymore. I don't even feel comfortable in it anymore. I don't even like to go around it anymore because when the Holy Ghost gets a hold of your life, you'll start changing stuff that you thought you'd never be able to change longer has the power, the bondage over you. Watch this. Watch this. I, I got to go quickly. I got to go quickly. Why? Because God is a chain breaker. There was some stuff I couldn't come out of on my own. There's some stuff that I had that had me so bound I could not leave it alone. But since Jesus has come into my life, the bondage has been broken and the yoke has been destroyed. Because now if I sin, it's because I want to, not because I have to. You miss what I just said. You, you miss what I just said. Now if I sin, watch this, since I came to Jesus and the Holy Ghost resides on the inside of me, now if I sin, it's because I want to, not because I have to. My praise is because God had to break the bondage off my life. Can I tell you why God had to break that bondage off your life? Um, let me prophesy to some of y'all. You're in a season right now where God is breaking the bondage off of you and breaking hurts. Yeah. Um, so he don't mind you crying for a season to break that flesh that's going to take out your life. Watch this. Because where you are going, you can't take that bondage with you. I came to prophesy to somebody. He had to set you free because of where you are headed. He had to set you free because that generational curse could not go another generation. He had to set you free because the call on your life is greater than the mess you are in. He had to set you free because he wanted to turn your mess into a ministry. And I need somebody in here that can throw your hands up and say, God, I thank you for every time you broke me. I thank you for every bondage you had to take off my life because it could not go where I'm headed. And here's the problem. Here we go. The problem is there's a battle that's going on in us between our spirit and our flesh. My spirit is telling me no, but my flesh is telling me yes. Spirit on one side saying obey God. Flesh on the other side saying just one more time. Anybody prayed the one more time prayer? I just need to take a survey because I feel like I'm in here by myself this morning. But is there anybody that ever prayed the just one more time, God? Just, just, just one more, one more. Okay, all right. Um, my spirit on one side saying forgive them, but my flesh on the other side saying let them have it for what they did to you. I have I had the spirit on one side trying to pull me into righteousness, and I had the flesh on the other side trying to pull me into ratchetness. 
Sometimes my flesh wins. Because temptation is an amazing pull. It, it likes to pull me in all kind of directions. Come here, Albert. You're going to be my demonstrator on today. I picked you. Thank you. You sat in the middle. Praise the Lord. I looked up, saw you. Hallelujah. I want to talk about, come on, let's go, the pull of temptation. Because temptation has a way of pulling you. Watch this. How does temptation pull you? Here's the first way. It's on the screen. Come on, let's go. By distracting you. It, it distracts you. Watch this. Luke 22, verse number 40. Jesus and his disciples going to the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus has an awesome responsibility to do. And he takes Peter, James, and John with him. And look what he says to them in Luke 22, verse number 40. On reaching the place, he said to them, pray that you will not fall into temptation. In other words, watch this. I need you to be alert. Because if you're not alert, they will try to come and get me before my time. And temptation has a way of distracting you from being alert. Watch this. Go put out one, one hand. Temptation distracts you. And what temptation does is while you're supposed to be focused straight ahead, I will look to the hills from which come my help, my help coming from the Lord. Temptation has a way of pulling you in the other direction. And now you're distracted. You all over the place. You, you, you're not in the place you should be because your temptations are moving you out of the will of God for your life. You're distracted. Come on, when you know you should be in church, but you at home, and you all of a sudden find five million other things to do on Sunday, you know what it means? You're distracted. And your purpose is over here, but you're looking in the wrong direction. You ever had anything distract you? You ever had some temptations distract? Come on, follow me. You ever had some temptations pull you where you ain't supposed to be? I'm distracted. God says, I'm going to excel on this job, but I'm distracted by the coworker I can't stand. And now the temptation is, I need to do something about them. If I can't get them fired, at least let me not, let me make sure they know I have a problem with them. So I make my whole life to be a distraction. And here you are getting written up because you focus on the wrong stuff. Touch your neighbor and say, get, get your focus back. Get your focus back. Get your focus back. You too, you too distracted. Oh, you're too distracted. Your, your, your purpose is over there. See, your, your wife and your child over there. But you're distracted. You ready for this? I got to grind. I got to make money. And your child will go to hell because you're distracted. <laughs> breathe in, breathe out. You're going to make it through this message today. You're distracted. You where you shouldn't be. 
because temptation has a way of pulling you. Come on. You, you, you're so distracted. And what the Lord does, watch this, is the Lord comes and gets you and puts you right where you're supposed to be. Watch this. And what I love about God is that sometimes God don't remove the pull. He lets it stay right there. But the enemy is not satisfied with you just being distracted. Watch this. Here's, 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 the, here's the next thing that the enemy does. After distraction, detour. Now you're taking detours. Watch this. John 8, verse number 6 says, they were using this question to trap Jesus in order to have a basis for accusing him. Everybody say accusation. But Jesus bent down on the ground and started to write on the ground with his finger. Catch this. They caught the woman with, in the act of adultery. They brought, brought the woman to Jesus and said, what you going to do? Because you know the law says we need to stone her. Jesus, in the midst of them talking, bends down on the ground, starts writing in the sand. Now the text never says what he wrote. But the text says that whatever he wrote, they started walking away. The oldest from the youngest. Watch this. But what I caught my eye in the text was that word accusation. Accusing him. They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusation. God told me to tell somebody, be careful of what people bring you. Because sometimes what they are bringing you is nothing but temptation trying to get you out of your place or where you need to be. Everybody don't need to know your dream. Here we go. Everybody don't need to know every move you about to make. Y'all don't like this right here. Sometimes you got to move in silence because when you talk too much, then you have more ammunition for them to accuse you of something. Somebody say accusation. Watch this. Let me tell you, let me tell you how the enemy works with accusation. The Bible says he's an accuser of the brethren, which means he accuses you both day and night. The problem with us is that we are allowing the accusations of the enemy to settle in and distract us. Here's the accusation. You always going to be single. <laughs> Watch this. And because you can't handle the accusation, catch this. What do you end up doing? Getting in relationships that God never called you to. You miss what I just said. Because you can't handle the accusation of, oh, you're going to always be by yourself. Then you end up being with some nut and some fool that God never intended for your life. And you waste six years of your life on foolishness. And God says it was your temptation because you thought you were going to always be where you are. always going to be broke. I'm always going to be in this place that I'm in. I'm never going to get up out of this. I'm always going to be unhappy. And you believe the accusation and it tempts you into areas you ain't even supposed to be in. Watch this. Oh, come on. We got distraction and detours. Watch this. And now you just all bound up. Come in here looking like this. And want me to preach you about your stuff. You de you taking detours. Now the door is there. But you gotta come this way. Cause, you know, let me see what's over here. Is this Atlanta? Am I in Atlanta now? 
Let me take a detour. Let me, let me take a detour. Let me take a detour. Because this ain't, I mean, surely there's got to be more for me than this. I'm going to take a detour. Let me, let me, let me marry somebody. Because I just need the wedding dress and a ring to prove my validation. So let me take a detour. I'm all just out of order. I'm somewhere I ain't supposed to be. And now I'm in detours. I mean, I ain't pray about nothing. I'm supposed to, you want me to pray? See, the last time I prayed, the Lord said no. And I don't like that word no. Because he's taking too long. And I should be where I'm supposed to be by now. I feel like y'all don't like me this morning. But I came to get you up out your detour. Because this ain't where you're supposed to be. There's a place that God got with your name on it. I feel a praise right there. I said, there's a place that God got with your name on it. And if you just get back in your rightful place, you ain't got to have no stress and no strain. Watch this. Go back to your rightful place. What ends up happening is if you don't be distracted and you don't get a detour, you ain't got to chase the blessing. The blessing will come chase you down. Is there anybody in here that say, I refuse to be tempted to be somewhere God never called me to be. I'm going to stand in my rightful place and let the blessing chase me down. Give your neighbor a high five and say the chase is on. The chase is on. The chase is on. The blessing is coming after you. You ain't got to run after it. You ain't got to work yourself to the bone. God said I'll bless you. Temptation comes to number one what? Number two, but here's number three. See, them other ones, you can lose yourself from those. You know, you could get out of that. You know, in fact, you took a detour and you dropped one of them and ran back the way you were supposed to be, you know. But the last thing that temptation comes to do is destroy you. I mean, take you out. It, it don't come to just, just wound you. It comes to destroy you. The Bible says, watch this, at this, they picked up stones to stone him. They didn't like what Jesus was saying. They had a problem with what, you know, there were several attempts on Jesus' life. And here's one of them. They didn't like what he was saying. And so they picked up stones, uh, John 8, verse 59. At this, they picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. Jesus said, I got to get up out of here. Because if I stay here too long, they will destroy me. Some of you are in something too long. And it's trying to destroy you. It's killing you softly. It, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't an overt dis destroying. It's a subvert, subvert. Watch this. It's subtle things. That if you stay in it long enough, it'll kill you. I, I'm not talking about your physical life. I'm talking about your spiritual life. All of a sudden, you go from, hey, glory to God, to now, I don't feel it. I just, I don't, I don't feel it. I, I mean, I was, you know, coming to church, and you used to, I feel these pimples. I don't feel nothing no more. Let me tell you how the enemy gets you. And then you step back and say, it must be the church. It can't possibly.
must be, watch this, everything else. I mean, I should have a Holy Ghost time every time. But how you gonna have a Holy Ghost time every time when temptation, you ain't just with it. I mean, you living in it. God is saying, watch this, it comes to destroy you. So I'm gonna put a rope around you that's so strong that you don't have the ability to free yourself. Come hold this microphone real quick for me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tie you up so good. Watch this. And I'm gonna leave the other tie-ups in the major tie-up. So I'm gonna leave you distracted. And I'm gonna leave you in detour. All because I'm trying to destroy you. I'm trying to destroy your purpose. I'm trying to destroy your legacy. I'm trying to destroy everything about you. So I got to tie you up. Watch this. Alvin look real uncomfortable right now, don't he? And then we tell you, watch this. Come on, lift your hands and praise them. But you can't. Because you bound up. making more money and tied up. You in a new relationship and tied up. I gotta say, watch this. The enemy comes to steal. Come on, follow me. Kill and destroy. That's what I'm after. See, you don't realize you in a relationship that's trying to take you out. You got an addiction that's trying to destroy you. And it's trying to encompass your very transparent, so I'm just going to be real with you. I have made it very clear. I've talked to the men about this. I have struggled for years with the, with the spirit of pornography. Because when you sing along enough, you know why I got quiet? Because some of these people in here struggling with it too, but they don't want to tell the truth. I was talking to somebody yesterday, and I said, you know what the, what the lie is? You tell yourself, well, I ain't involving other people. So it ain't like I'm out here just, you know, giving it away. I ain't, around, I ain't out here, you know, just sleeping with everybody. It's just me. And God is saying, you don't see how the lie is destroying you? You are bound up. Here we go. Because now you got images that are so imprinted on your mind that you no longer know what intimacy really looks like. It's getting tight right through here, but I'm going to tell the truth. Now the lie will get you so confused. What you think is normal? I'm a man. Man got needs. I'm saved. And I'm a pastor. People like to take pictures nowadays. They ain't gonna catch me with my work undone. I don't listen. Am I talking to anybody in here that know what I'm talking about? That sometimes you can get your sin to the place so tight that you make sure that don't nobody can talk bad about it. Yeah. Have you ever mastered your sin? Oh, I got this thing mastered. Oh, I'm going to be free today. I'm going to be free. Touch your neighbor and say, I want you to be free too. I want you to be free. But what's yours? What's your addiction? That's trying to destroy your entire life. 
I say, look at this. Look at this. Don't you see how talented you are? Don't you see I got something better for you and something greater? Oh, wait a minute. You missed something. He ain't, he know the Lord. He's saved. everybody here to lift your hands up for 30 seconds. I need you to worship the Lord because I feel like the Lord is getting ready to deliver somebody on today. Come on, just worship the Lord. Open your mouth. Come on. The addiction, God is getting ready to free you from it. The temptation that's been trying to take you out, God say, I'm going to deliver you from it. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And if I don't deliver you, I'm going to give you the grace, the grace, the grace, the grace to conquer it. I'm going to give you the grace to conquer it. I'm going to give you the grace. You ain't got to struggle like this the rest of your life. You ain't got to cry in silence. You don't have to suffer in silence. You don't have to have silent frustration. God said, I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to deliver you. Or I'm going to give you the grace. I'm going to give you the grace. I need freedom. Open your mouth and worship him. Come on. temptation. Come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. How do you handle the pull? Come on, let's go. Number one, number one, you have to be led by the Spirit. You have to be led by the Spirit. This is not going to happen on your own. You must be led by the Spirit. You got to pray, God, lead me. Watch this. You got to pray before you go in that job. God, lead my mouth on today. You got to pray, God, help me with my facial expressions. God, help me. You got to pray, God, help me not to return that phone call. You got to pray, God, let me not go off on social media. You got to pray. You got to be led by the Spirit because the only way that you can conquer it is that the Spirit got to take control. This ain't self-help. This ain't Oprah Book of the Month Club. This ain't a good little thing that you saw on social media. You need the Holy Ghost to totally take control of your life and of your actions and of your walk and what you do and who you're around. You got to pray. You got to be led by the Spirit. Come on to that scripture. Let's go. Watch this. The scripture says, Galatians 5, 16 through 17, so I say let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing, doing what your sinful nature craves. Go back to that. You have to be led. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. You make the decision, God. You are the one that leads me. You are the one that guides me. I will, here we go, I will stop putting my questions of my life on social media and asking people who don't know what I'm going through to give me a solution to my problem. The devil is a liar. Why would I go to you when I could call up God and God can give me the direction for my life? Watch this. Then, let the church say then, you won't be doing what your sinful nature
was talking to somebody the other day, and, and I said, I got to really pray about this Peter series. Spirit, because this petty spirit, I said, God, I'll be craving it. Yeah, just please say, say something to me. Say something to me. Just say something. Ooh, just say something. Please say something. I got a good response. Ooh, just, just, just. Ooh. I mean, you sitting there in your mind, you just. Mm-hmm. Am I talking to anybody that know what I'm talking about? Lift your hand and say, Lord, deliver me from a petty spirit. Because while you think it's funny on your job and while you think it's funny in the church, then you take that same spirit home and got to deal with your husband and your wife with that petty spirit. I ain't doing that. Nope. What you cook? What you cook? in our homes. I feel that thing. I feel it. Oh, it's in our homes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I rebuke it in Jesus' name in our marriages. I rebuke that petty spirit because you'll raise little petty children and one day I'll look at you and be petty with you. That's how much money you make, mama? You went to school? Touch your neighbor and say, I rebuke that petty spirit. And you crave it. You crave it. That sinful nature craves it. You want it. Here we go. Come on. Verse number 17. Watch this. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions got a good heart and a petty spirit. You got a good heart and a lying mouth. You got a good heart and a gossiping spirit. You got a good heart and a nasty attitude. Ain't that an oxymoron? You got a good heart and a nasty and a nasty attitude. Oh, it's in freedom. Yeah. That's what I say about y'all all the time. See, freedom is not the church that's going to get out of the parking lot and, and be fighting and carrying on in the parking lot. No, y'all are nice nasty. lift your hand and say help us Lord help us help us help us Lord watch this watch this you have to be led by the spirit so the spirit comes along and breaks watch this what's trying to destroy you it frees you uh uh leave that one alone uh uh you ain't that free Uh -uh. (laughs) and it breaks what's trying to destroy you it takes away what's trying to take you out watch this this is why you ain't got time when you come to church on Sunday to play. You ain't got time to look there and just sit there with your arms folded. That's why you got to jump in so that you can get filled up with his spirit. When they were singing your grace and mercy, some of y'all just sat back with your arms folded. But is there anybody in here that say, with the stuff I deal with, I need his grace and I need his mercy on my life. I got to make sure that I keep his grace and mercy every single where I go. I need somebody in there to say, I ain't got time to play. But when I come into the house of God, I'm going to jump into the worship. I'm going to jump into the praise because I need to be filled up. 
I give out all week long, but when I come to the house of God, fill me up, God, till I overflow. I want to run over. Somebody lift your hands and tell the Lord, fill me, 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 because I need to be led by your spirit. Watch this. Number one, you got to be led by the spirit. Number two, let's go. Come on. Come on, let's go. Number two, you got to identify your signature sin. Some of y'all want to talk to me about byproducts. I need you to identify your signature sin. Um, what's your signature sin? Put it on your mind right now. What's your signature sin? That's it, that it is. The first thing that come to mind. That's your signature sin. No, you ain't got to overthink that. You ain't got to think real hard. What's your signature sin? That's it right there, what you just thought about. You got to identify it. Because the problem with some of us is we're trying to make what our sin is more deeper than what it really is. Come on. It's pride. It's pride. You're prideful. That's why you can't forgive nobody. Pride. Person dead and gone. You still mad. Pride. Come on. You know what it is. Envy. Celebrate nobody. Looking at her in the wedding dress at the altar, and you got stuff to say under your breath. Envy. You know envy. They got the car. How they can afford that? Envy. Uh huh. Come on, you know what it is. Sexual immorality. Giving up to him, her, and them. I came with my own amens already. I've been struggling through this whole sermon all week long. I have never struggled through this series like I'm going to struggle through this series. Because while I'm preaching to you, I'm preaching to myself at the same time. I'm struggling just like you. But you know your signature sin. You know what it is. But you got to identify it. God can't heal what you, be, what you keep concealing. Why I, that's why freedom was created for a place where you can let it all hang out and say, God, this is me. And I ain't got time to judge nobody up in here. Because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And just because my sin ain't your sin don't mean we ain't got no sin. I sin, you sin, we all sin. Is there anybody in here that say, I ain't got time to judge nobody. I ain't got no time to look my nose up at anybody. Look at your neighbor and say, we all sin. We all some sinners. Oh, but we are sinners saved by grace. And the same grace that's applied to you is the same grace that's applied to me. I need somebody in here to thank God that you got grace over your life. That even though you are messed up, the grace of God keeps covering you. Come on, let's go to that scripture. Come on, let's go. Um, what is it? Romans 7, verse number 15. I don't really understand myself for what I want to do, what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. I don't even understand myself sometimes. I don't even like this, but I keep doing it. I don't like the feeling after, but I keep doing it. I, so much, can I tell you something? I used to be this kind of saint that had a problem when conviction would hit. Because I felt like conviction was like the most horrible thing in the world. But God had to correct me one day and say, you better thank God for conviction. 
You know why? Because if you feel convicted, that means my hand is on your life. God, I thank you for that. And if I feel convicted for what I did, if I weep and cry over what I did, then I got to end on a praise because I got to thank God that your hand was not removed off my life, that you are still covering me every single... I need somebody in here to say, thank you for the conviction. I might be convicted, but I ain't condemned. I might be convicted, but I ain't condemned. I might be convicted, but I ain't condemned. I thank God for the conviction of God that every time my heart is pricked, and I feel bad about it. It means that God's hand is still on my life. So stop walking around here feeling bad because you're convicted. Tell God, thank you that I feel convicted. Thank you that you make me go apologize. Thank you that you make me sit down and shut up sometimes. Thank you that sometimes you say, uh-uh, that ain't the way to do it. Thank you. Here we go, that I still hear your voice. Thank you that when I do it and you're not pleased with it, it still does something on the inside of me. I, okay, let's tell the real truth. Have you ever done it and then had to go take a shower because you felt so nasty and dirty after you did it? Is there anybody in that say, I thank God that every time he convicted me, he was molding me and making me better and showing me that there's a better way that he got for me. Lift your hands and thank God for conviction. Come on, thank him for conviction. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, open your mouth and tell him thank you. Thank you for conviction. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Every, thank you for every time. Thank you, thank you that every time you nail me to the cross. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. For every time I had to apologize. Thank you that every time I had to go back to my family and say I'm sorry. Thank you for every time I missed the mark. Thank you for every time you came to me and said get your mouth together. Get your attitude together. Thank you for every time I had to walk in that job even though I know they hated me. But I still had to say good morning. Thank you for your convicting power. Stop projecting that it's everybody else and not you. It's me, oh Lord. Watch this. Number three, and I'm done. Number three, you got to develop new desires. You got to develop new desires. I really could preach a whole message on this right here. You got to develop new desires. I'll talk about this on Wednesday. You got to develop new desires. Because when you start giving in to the cravings of your flesh, you develop a taste for it. Mm -hmm. Alcohol was nasty at one point in your life, but you develop a tolerance to it. Mm -hmm. And your tolerance went up, went up, went up. Now you ain't never drunk, you just tipsy. You, 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 you know, you, you are to the place, watch this where you have to develop new desires. Because um, you can develop a desire for a liar. You can develop a desire for gossip. You can develop a desire for sleeping around. You can develop the desire. And what the enemy does is he convinces you, and I know it is. So you build up a taste for it. When, when I was young, children that ate everything on my plate. But one thing I did not like was Brussels sprouts. Now, I ate cabbage, but I didn't like Brussels sprouts. Still couldn't. And 
when I was there, they were laughing because they heard that they were religious. You know, I was in it. That's what I am. And so I didn't like it until I got older. Watch this. And had to develop a taste for it. Now, the thing I said I couldn't stand, you're right. Sin is the same way. You can develop a taste for sin. Now, watch this. You can be rude, and it don't even bother you because you've developed a taste for it. You don't, you don't, nothing grieves you. It's, I'm cool. Now, I want to do it. Now, I got to do it. Now, I need to do it. I mean, I got to let everybody have it. Move out of my way. Don't speak to me. So my attitude will go before me so that everybody can just move out of my way. Sometimes you walk in the building and everybody just be like this as soon as they see you come. Because you've developed such a taste for it. It's all around you now. And God is saying, I need you to develop new desires. Watch this. So we're going on consecration. And some of y'all, when I said that, you grieved. Your spirit should have been leaping. Because that means that what had you bound is about to be released off you. That God is about to break some stuff off of you. That you need to develop a new desire. Watch this. Hear me, hear me, because I know the church that I pastor. A lot of us are young in the faith, new to church, new to God. You need to develop a desire for worship. You need to develop a desire for his word. I got a desire. Listen, I developed a desire for Netflix. And now you telling me that I need to turn off Netflix sometimes and open up that Bible? So what happens? When I first get a taste of it, I fall asleep. Anybody like me when you first start reading that word? Watch this. And you can have less energy and watch the whole football game. Because you have developed a desire for it. You have to develop a desire for church. Ain't something you just jump into. I'm going to just start going to church. No. There comes a day where you're going to be tired, where you don't feel good, but you're going to have to push yourself and say, I will go to the house of the Lord on today. You got to develop a desire for it. You got to develop a desire for worship. Even when you don't feel like it. Because the best praise is a praise that you don't feel like giving. God help me. The best worship, the best moments to give God glory is when your heart is broken and your world is confused and your mind is all over the place, but you're still coming here and say, I will lift up, I will lift up my hands before the Lord and I will worship him. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. You gotta develop a desire for it. Let me bless you real good and I'm done. I can't preach you into desires. You got to want it. Can't nobody make you do nothing. I got free Leola a couple years ago because I, I used to walk around with so much pressure. And I'm like, the saints need to be, come on, Doris, come on, you're going to be all right. Come on, it's going to be all right. Come on, praise them. Hallelujah. Come on, praise them. Oh, we're going to bless them today. We're going to bless them. And Doris still looking at me like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I had to learn how to take the pressure off myself. Because I've discovered if you don't want it, then I can be about it. Come on, let me give you that last scripture and I'm done. Here we go. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desire. 
this out of you. You got to seek the Lord while he may be found. You got to make sure that as a deer panted after the water brook, so my soul longs after you. You got to want him with every fiber of your being. You got to want to be delivered. You got to want to be free. You got to want to God. You got to want to drink of God when you come to church. You got to want him with everything you got inside of you. And even if you got a headache, I still want him. And even if your stomach hurt, I still want him. And even if I got hell going on in my house, I still want him. I came to find out this morning. I'm done. Is there anybody in here that really want him on this morning? I need you to throw your hands up, throw your head back, and tell the Lord, I want you. I want you with everything I got. I'm dealing with some struggles. I got some pools of temptation, but I need you with everything I got. Somebody lift up your hands, open up your mouth, and tell the Lord, I want you. I want you. I want you. I can't make it without you. I can't live without you. I can't go the next step without you. I want you with all my heart. I want you with all my soul. I want you with every fiber of my being. Open up your mouth and tell the Lord, I want you. came in here and played the church game, but you're still bound. Hear me, you've been saved a long time and you're still bound. God is calling you. He wants to break the chain off your life. What you've been tied up in, God says, I'm here to release it on today. That's what the hell what's had the power over you, you will now have the power over it. This is an unusual call, so I need you to hear me. This ain't church as usual. This is a desperate cry. If I'm talking to you, you know this message was about you. And you are struggling. You are struggling. Because you really want to please God. You really want to please God. Get up out your seat and make your way to this altar. He wants to break the chains off your life. He wants to break the chains off your life. to break the chains off your life. I come against every addiction that's at this altar. I come against every addiction that's at this altar. I'm going to ask y'all to do something. to be a brokenness in your spirit for God to do what he wants to do. I want you you serious about this thing? I need you to fall on your face at this altar because God wants to deliver you.
need those in the all those in the audience to lift your hands and open up your mouth and begin worshiping. This is not a spectation. Come on. God wants to deliver you on today. I need everybody here to open your mouth. There should be a sound of worship. Worship is the sound of deliverance. Worship is the sound of deliverance. Freedom, open your mouth. I can't hear y'all. Break the chain, God. Break the chain, God. I need you to cry out to God. Break it, break it, break it, break it, break it, break it. I need you to cry out to God. Break it, break it, break it. It's trying to destroy me. It's trying to detour me. It's trying to distract me. There's a purpose that you got in for, for my life. There's a plan that you got ahead, and it's trying to take me out. But break it, God. Break pornography. Break the addiction to drugs. Break the addiction to alcohol. Break the addiction to attention. Break that pride spirit in us, God. Come on. Break it, God. Hiya. Break it, God. Hey, break it, God. I feel us taking, I feel I'm taking us somewhere. Break it, God. Break it. Come on. Come on. Come on. Break it, God. Break it. I can't keep struggling like this. I can't keep struggling like this. Come on. Break it, God. Come on. Open your mouth. Pastor can't do this for you. You got to surrender your heart to the Lord. Come on. You got to surrender your will to the Lord. You got to give it all up to him. 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 Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Break the stronghold. Break the stronghold. Break every shackle. Break every shackle. Break it. Break it, God. Break it. Glory to your name, God. Here we go. God, give us the grace. Give us the grace. If you're not going to take it away, give us the grace. Give us the grace. Give us the grace. Give us the grace to manage it. Give us the grace to handle it. Give us the grace. Give us the grace. Give us the grace. Strongholds being broken. Strongholds being broken. Strongholds be broken. In Jesus' name, break every shackle. Come on, break every shackle. Yes, God. Cry out to him. Cry out to him. Let him heal where it hurts. Let him heal where it hurts. I speak to your childhood. I speak to your childhood. I speak to your childhood. Break it now. Every word curse. Every generational curse. Every bondage. Break it now. 
God. 